0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. We'll get through this whole handout this evening or not. I don't know, but at least you'll have it. The reason I make it, I'm not doing a series. I'm just uh, filling in for Pastor Tom this evening. Uh, but this goes along with the same same line that we relatively teach on. And the heading there says, "Releasing the blessing of God upon your life." By how? Same. Same. That's how we're going to release the blessing of God upon our lives. God wants; it is His desire; it is His provision that's already been made for us to walk in His blessing, also meaning abundance. So, <clears throat> and I have several references here this morning. We'll see how many we get through. Uh, and I'm starting with the Book of Genesis because it goes back that far. What the Word of God is speaking to us about. So let's turn to Genesis one twenty-six. hmm Okay, so we got Genesis one twenty six through twenty eight. <clears throat> it says and you you will notice that on the papers themselves, Genesis. not necessarily all the words are listed there. <clears throat> but that's what we have. Now this thing's not gonna keep talking, I can tell you that, so All right. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. You are, next time you look in the mirror, you are in the image of God. Specifically spelled out here in this verse and plenty of other places. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now he's given us some massive leeway, and responsibilities there. <laughs> Would are to, to be part of dominating this earth. That's what he wants us to do. That's what he put, here, put us here to do. And we may not always know that, especially when we're uh, newborn Christians. Uh, you may not have had a whole lot of teaching along this line. But then again, you may have. But it is important that we have it. Uh, and one, another reason why I make the handouts is uh, maybe some people and many people are not used to taking notes for, for whatever reason. And especially if it's a brand new Christian, you could certainly understand that. But I find notes to be important because it gives you something that you can look on afterwards. You say, well, what was he saying about such and such and what was that verse? I didn't get that written down. That's another reason I use handouts. It's something that will enable us. To be able to refresh and re- and recall what we're saying here when we're looking at God's word, because this is all God's word, and His will for us is prosperity and blessing, more than enough. In many many occasions, uh, and we've gone through a bunch of those scriptures on different sessions before, uh, but I I chose to go a little bit of a different way this evening. So, well, like our note says, God bless them, be fruitful, multiply. Ri- be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. That's what he wants for you and I. That's what he not only what he wants for you and I, what he expects of you and I as we grow in his kingdom. <clears throat> All right, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Mm-hmm. Specifically started from the good portion of the New Testament for a reason. Okay, Deuteronomy 30, 19, our notes say, Life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. You ever heard of that one before, choose yes. life? Absolutely, that's something that you and I have to do. Nobody else can do it for us. But God wants us to choose life. You and your seed live. And I've abbreviated things on the handout sheet because we're going to look at the actual scripture itself. Again, that's why I've given you the reference so you can look it up. But I wanted to leave some open spaces on the page if you wanted to take notes someplace. So I'm just abbreviated things in the handout. Okay, so we'll go ahead and read it. Deuteronomy 30:19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Again, this is an instruction to us. It's a revelation to us. Again, something that He wants us to do, have it be a part of our lives. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. So it's like going to the restaurants and I'll say, Well, I like a little bit of this. I don't like that, and I'll take this. Well, you choose what it is you want. God's telling us to choose. Set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Now, that last portion, that both thou and thy seed may live, could that word seed have a double meaning? What would be one meaning of seed? Offspring. Bingo. What would another meaning of seed be? The word... Or have you ever heard of, and this is just a thrown out question. There's probably nobody here that doesn't know the answer to it. But seed, time, and harvest. So it's all the seed anyhow. We are the seed of God. He's planted that in us. Okay, glory to God. All right, let's move along to another one now, Joshua. And I want Joshua 1, 8, 9. Okay, in our notes, on your note page, where it says Joshua 1, 8 and 9, again, this is abbreviated. The law shall not depart from thy mouth. Meditate. Observe. Prosperous. In no fear. In any, er, in any area of our life, fear is not allowed. We should not allow it. Let me say it that way. You say, well, what in the world's fear got to do with finances? A lot in the kingdom of God, or otherwise it wouldn't be here in this context. When things, when your checkbook doesn't look just right or whatever the situation is or something's going wrong financially, that can tend We'll say it this way, they'll bring fear to you. The adversary is the ones bringing fear to you. Certainly it's not the Holy Spirit. And your spirit, he will try to work, meaning the adversary, to get us confused, get us upset or whatever. Well, the Bible says to give no place to the devil. <clears throat> All right, let's read this from the scripture. And we're looking for Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy office, thy car. How about your mouth? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Now this is interesting, isn't it? This is, again, this is his word speaking to us. He had specifically written to be this way. And so we need to take heed to that. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous Uh, does that mean we have something to do with our life being prosperous it absolutely does 100% and we will look at some of these words in a minute for therein for thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success well what's the, then, what's the then about because how about back up there when it says that thou mayest observe to do well we need to observe to do alright let's look at a definition of a few of these words here how about the word depart The word depart has the meaning of receding. In other words, pulling back. To withdraw. To go back. So God doesn't want us to do that. Mm. But this word "observe" this is going to be an interesting one, I believe the word that we read in the Bible that says observe, what do you think observe might be? You could be looking out at the sunset and observing how beautiful it is. What's that? Focus? Okay. Let me give you some of the words that are in this definition and again, if you use uh, any of the Bible study aids, they will usually give you, I mean, there are some References that only have a few words that are descriptive for that. There are others that are more than that to help us to see. In this case, the word observe is 8104. It means to, one of the meanings is, to hedge about as with thorns. Do you get a mental picture just like that? A hedge, to hedge about as with thorns. <clears throat> To guide, to protect. Have you had to protect your children? Or maybe even somebody else's children that is in your care at that time or something. Protect, to attend to, to be aware, and to watch. Again, this particular one, all those descriptions had to do with that word observe. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then. And we can say only then. But what if you didn't what if you didn't do any observation and you didn't you did let the word depart out of your mouth now, going back in the same verses. Well then that's going to be a different situation. Thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. We have something to do without our lives becoming prosperous. God wants you to be prosperous. He wants every single person on the planet to be prosperous. Well, how can he afford that? No problem. He can afford it. And he wants all of us to walk in that. But we have to spend time in his word. We have to observe his word. We have to yield ourselves to that. And he's more than willing. And he will enable us. He knows we're not, uh, I guess if we can say it that way, rocket scientists right now, but we don't necessarily. I mean, I don't know if anybody has got a job as a rocket scientist, is there? Well, that's all right. You don't have to have one, so. <clears throat> <laughs> Some kind of scientist. All right, verse 9, Joshua 1, 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, Be not afraid. There comes the reference to fear again. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is from the adversary that's trying to deter. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Well, now, what if I decided, and I don't have a decision made right now, what if I made a de- decision or decided, well, I think in a couple of weeks I'll go to Maine? Well, God's not going to leave me in a forsake, is He? And I don't plan on going to Maine in a couple of weeks, just to make the record clear or whatever. Maybe sometime again. But <clears throat> whithersoever thou goest, He's always with us, His will is always for us. His desire is for us to be, let's use use this easy word, to be interested in his word and his kingdom and what he has for us. It's not just automatic. Now, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are automatically in the kingdom of God. Jesus is your Lord. The Holy Spirit's our guide. He's our comforter. He's the one who leads and guides us into all truth. Okay. Uh, You say, "Well, man, we've been in the Old Testament quite a bit." All right, we'll give you a break. Let's go to Galatians. (laughs) Galatians chapter three. And believe me, there are so many of these in the Word of God. We're looking for the third chapter of Galatians. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 9. Man, you're going to be long-winded on that one. Yeah, but we we sort of want to see what he's saying through these verses. The other ones were a little bit more brief. This one's a little bit more lengthy. New Testament, Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 1 through 9. O foolish Galatians. That's a good greeting. Who hath bewitched you? Bewitched? There used to be a program or something, didn't it? TV no. program? Yes, <clears throat> Who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. I have to take a drink of water here. This is only what I learn of you. What's that next word? What's that? Receive. What is it? There we go. See, we got the two working here. One, one give it all the time. And we'll see this one once today and tonight. This is only what I learned of you, received. Oh, well, let me ask you this, just a real brief one or any part of it. What might be a definition, we could say a part of the definition about received? Take. There you go. Take take or get a hold of. Well, you got notes over there or something? Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Received is the word lambano, It means to take and get a hold of. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? What do you think the answer to that one is? The hearing of faith, absolutely. Certainly not by the works of the law. Are ye so foolish? Nobody in here. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Let me just see what they got for this word perfect here. The word perfect is to fulfill further, to be complete, to accomplish. Are you now made perfect by the flesh? And the answer to that would be yes or no that be a capital N, little o. Verse 4 Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? Therefore, excuse me, he therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law? Or oh, the hearing of faith? What's the answer to that question? The hearing of faith, absolutely, not by the works of law. Say, what's this works of law in here for? Well, there was the time that's all lay had, and so, but that's not for us anymore. Jesus has already paid the price. He's risen from the head, risen from the dead. The Holy Spirit is our guide and comforter. <clears throat> So we do that not by the works of the law but by the hearing of faith. Verse 6 Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. He believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. We can believe God. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ right now. Have you ever accepted Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit, your guide and comforter? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Is Christ Jesus' last name? No. Look at the scholars we get here. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good news, good answers. <clears throat> for Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7 Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So that must make you a child of Abraham, right? You are of faith. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Now that's a pretty major promise and declaration, is it not? But Abraham was a man after God's own heart. And, he, and it's related here and it shows. In these shall all nations of the earth be blessed. That's God's will today. For all nations of the earth to be blessed. And in the general context, we're talking about kingdom of God, finances and blessings, specifically blessing this evening. That's God's will. Verse 9. So then, they which be of faith... Are blessed with faithful Abraham. Glory to God. Uh, And it says, with faithful Abraham. Let me look up the word faithful first and see some of the definitions of here. The word faithful part of the definitions are trustworthy, trustful, faithful. And so when we see or hear those things, we just ask ourselves, hmm, do I fit that description in any manner? And I would certainly hope all of you here would fit that description in some manner. All right. Uh, any questions or comments or anything we've covered so far? Seeing no hands, we'll move right on. Okay. This next one probably will take us a little bit of time uh, because of everything that's in here. You're going to see it's Mark chapter 11. The gospel according to Mark, chapter 11. And we're going to go... I'm going to put chapter in first. Verses 20 to 26. I would say you're probably familiar with this passage anyhow. Mark 11, 20, 26 on your note page. Again, we have just abbreviated things. We're actually going to look at all the words. But It says, faith in God, you shall say. In the area of blessing and finances, you shall say. Do not doubt and believe that you receive. That's what God wants us to do. Sometimes it will not look like you're receiving. Sometimes you don't feel like you're receiving. You don't see it manifested and coming. Our part is to believe and receive. Well, what if I don't do the believing Well, don't expect the receiving. It said the believe and receive. Now, you had to believe on Jesus Christ before you could ever receive him. If you had ever allowed the Holy Spirit into your life, it's the same thing. Believe and receive. Okay, let's get into it. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto the master. Peter's always ready with a word, isn't he? Huh? But you know some That's all right. That's all right. He was able to speak up. Some of us, some of us may be intimidated to speak up. Did you ever see Jesus, you know, rebuke him about it? But he would explain the situation. In the mornings they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou curses is withered away. In other words, he just did this the day before. And now they come and this tree is desiccated. He's saying, hmm, there's something happening here. (laughs) Just ain't exactly clear. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. See how he brings it right back to that. Jesus used his faith to cause that thing to happen is now recognizing something physically, absolutely is transpl- transformed here. Yeah. And so that's why he's bringing that. And this is all in the context of, of the handout that you got in reference to believing and receiving. <coughs> so we'll go on. He said, have faith in God. For verily, what, what might the word verily mean? Oh. There you go, truly. For verily I say unto you, I what unto you? I say unto you. Jesus did a lot of saying, if you'll notice. And guess who else is supposed to be a lot of saving? Saying. What did I do? Say saving? Well, it's a good thing you save. <laughs> saved. It's a good thing you're saying saving any, saved anyhow. But, <laughs> we are me. Absolutely, yes. Saying, 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 saying. You notice these verses here. There's a lot of red in these verses, right? there you go (laughs) but verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith in this case the he is all of us it's what you are saying those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith again this is this is a wide open promise and it takes you and i to receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our soul we need to take a hold of that word that can not lie and it cannot not happen. Well, I've tried some things for them and they didn't happen. Well, that's all right. But our job now is to go back and find out why not. There is this person with a title and name of the Holy Ghost. You ask and you'll receive. Ask him how, what, and why. What, what screwed up there? What did I screw up on? Something? Why did that not work? He'll give you an answer. Absolutely. But not if you don't ask. I'm bumping my gums too much and my thing wants to close up on me. Here we go. Okay. All right, we'll move on from that one. Now let's get on to verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, again, he's doing some more saying, is he not? Therefore I say unto you, written in red, Jesus, what things soever you desire... Does anybody desire a super large chocolate milkshake? Maybe not. (laughs) Now see, see, he's saying. (laughs) Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive and ye shall have them. And again, we could say a similar thing. Well, I've at least I thought I believed something before, but yet I didn't see it. That's all right. That's not the end of the world. But I guess part of our emphasis should be in this passage of Scripture, it is Jesus speaking in red, and what he's telling us is truth and is the Word of God, and it will work in our lives. If we don't think it will work in our lives, well, we've got to stop, halt, and put the brakes on right there and find out why not. Or I suggest that's what we should do. But it will work in our lives. <clears throat> Therefore, I say unto you, what things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have them. Well, what if I didn't believe I was going to receive? Well, there's no, very easy to figure that one out. Then that's why you don't have it. And verse twenty-five, and when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any. What in the world is he bringing up this aught against anything? I thought we was talking about receiving. Well, it's gonna all—we're gonna find out how it all works together. He's just gonna then telling us about these things, believing and receiving. He says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. Now you may not have aught. Oh fuck! Crying out loud! Shut up! This is the lady that I moved a long time ago, and I've already texted her once and told her I had a class tonight. Okay. I'm gonna have to send her this tape. I'm gonna have to send her this. I don't know how she'd even get it, but okay. Interesting ringtone. <laughs> All right. So we're in verse 25. <clears throat> now I must have some odd against her if I got that hot, huh? So. <clears throat> And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any. Why would I want to do that? That your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. He's willing and wanting and already made the possibility of it. He'll forgive our trespasses, but not if we don't forgive <clears throat> But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Now that's a pretty serious statement, is it not? Again, it's all in red. It's Jesus, the lover of our soul, the one who bought our salvation and all, but he's simply giving us a very clear instruction and understanding. If ye do not forgive, Neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. But why wouldn't He forgive him? Because he gave us some instructions. He gave us some teaching and understanding. If you don't want to avail yourself of that, if you don't want to walk in his word, well, then he can't do anything about that until you are change in that area. <clears throat> okay, how are we doing here? Temperate drink. Have you ever had a cramp in your leg, and you drank water, and it may have helped? Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, no, I didn't get into all that. <clears throat> but when I came in this evening, I found myself hobbling around. I said, what in the world? I didn't say it to anybody else, but what is going on here? Isn't going to give me some water. Well, that's why I'm drinking that water, because I'm not, I can walk. <coughs> All right, moving right along. All right, this next, next session, or next section, I should say, in the middle of your page, uh, we don't see any references right there, but this is, again, some understanding that I want us to share and get this evening. So let's look at it together and read it. It says, your choice. Do you have choices? Yeah. yeah. You could go to that restaurant or that restaurant. You could go to this or that. But if we have choices. No question we got choices. Your choice is this, in my opinion and our mindset. Make room for a miracle mindset. I want you to see these words and understand what it's saying. Because <clears throat> we're not going to leave that, but let me just say it this way: uh, the body of Christ on planet Earth. It is His will and purpose that we come into the kingdom of God, majorly in the area of finances, and I'm talking about N O W. I'm talking about two O. 2-2, two, two, the beginning of it. And I've already, fortunately, uh, I don't have to work a job right now. And so I have a lot of time uh, you know, studying, reading, listening to different ministries and all. And I hear it one after the other, after the other, after the other, what's happening Him, It's individuals that have been walking in the kingdom of God for a while, that have been walking in prosperity, that have been applying themselves in seeing the miraculous things that are going to take place. I say all that to say, <clears throat> it is not just automatically going to happen for everybody. It is God's will, it's for everybody. We already looked at some verses about that. But it's going to take participation on our part. We're going to have to get serious with the word of the God, of the kingdom of God, in heaven. an expectation. How could that possibly come to me? Don't you worry about it. We probably didn't have any clue how is he ever going to fix me up or get me saved to help me out or something. He did it, and look where you're at today. I'm serious about that. The body of Christ, the kingdom of God, is going to come into unrealized finances, and he wants it for all of us. And so that's a little bit part of why I'm sharing this section we're going to look at right now. God wants that for us. We have to have an expectation. It's just not going to drop you on a ripe apple off the tree or whatever. We're going to have to apply ourselves. Your choice. Make room for a miracle mindset. You say a miracle mindset? I ain't not even heard that phrase again. Good, you hear it now. A miracle mindset. Does Jesus do miracles? New Testament is full of it. And it's no different today. We are the body of Christ. Maybe years later down the road, but we are the body of Christ. So make room for a miracle mindset. And only you can do that in your mind. Only you. Christ in you is the anointing in you. That sounds like a little bit of a different phrase. I like it. And I didn't make that phrase, by the way. I heard this from a teacher that I have spent many, many, many hours. In fact, I usually listen to him at 6.30 in the morning, five days a week. Again, only because I have the opportunity and time to do that now. But the point being, Christ in you is the anointing in you. It says Christ, right? And that word is Christos, the anointed one. Well, Christ in you... Uh, you know something? Hang on one second here. Mm, how can I do this quickly? I'll come back to it. I want to be... I'm, I'm not going to stop this right now. I may at the end if we have a few more minutes, but I, I did want to give you, but I didn't write a reference on that I should have. I can tell you, well, you already got the note right there. That's the Greek word 5547. And it means anointed. Christ means anointed. The power of God's anointing on you and in you will draw increase to you. Does that sound pretty good? Uh-huh. I certainly hope you can agree with that one. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Read it again. I want to hear that again. Okay, I hope you help. THE POWER OF GOD'S ANOINTING ON YOU AND IN YOU WILL DRAW INCREASE TO YOU. Amen. Now, let me just ask you, does that even sound remotely possible? Of course. Meaning, if you haven't seen or heard it before, that's all right. There's things a lot of us haven't seen. I mean, how many in here, as of this evening... You have already, in year 2022, received a million dollars or more. Don't raise your hands if it'll make you feel bad. Okay. But that does not mean it's not possible. Amen. Our mindset of receiving what he is saying. The power of God's anointing on you and in you will draw increase to you. Choose to place a demand upon his promises. Now that's something you can do. You can make a choice to place a demand upon God's promises. He made promises on purpose for you and me in many areas. Healing many, many, many areas. We happen to be in the context of receiving and finances, and his kingdom purposes. The power of God's anointing on you and in you will draw increase to you. Choose to place a demand upon God's promises. Now, the promises you should know about, at least some of them, in this book, in the subject that we're looking at, and then you just simply, you see it in red, you can believe it, choose to place a demand upon it. I choose to receive in this area, open the eyes of my understanding, help me see what I need to do to change my impy thinking or whatever, and then get with the program of God's kingdom. All right, let's go on to a few more verses. And again, these handouts are intended for something you to make or take notes on and bring some points back that you can look at them later. You're not going to get it all in one session, I can tell you that right now. All right. Let's go to John. Well, let me ask you this. In anything we just covered in this section, your choice and everything else, anybody have anything they want to share or ask about? You realize when I say ask about, that doesn't mean I get the answer, but (laughs) somebody might. (laughs) And I may have, so. All right, so let's go look at John chapter 15, verse 16 gospel according to John chapter 15 and verse 16 an abbreviated note say Jesus chose to bring forth fruit what you ask the father he will give you that's on our page for the reference we actually go look at the reference in John chapter 15 verses 16. In red again Jesus speaking he says you have not chosen me but I have chosen you Now can we I hope hopefully we can just grasp the whole of that Jesus talking he says I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you that you love one another. Again, Jesus speaking to us. And notice the context, how it's weaved in there. It isn't just all about he's chosen you and you can ask and get these things or whatever. But it's agreeing with his word, his principles and what he tells us. And I say that because he he certainly points out in this next line, verse 17, that you love one another. In other words, a love walk, if we can say it that way, is going to determine your spiritual walk, and our financial walk. It absolutely will. <clears throat> You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you in a danger that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. Very bold statement. <clears throat> All right, let's move along to First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, and yeah, we're going to look at verse 20. Uh, <clears throat> looking at the note on the page on the first John 2:20, it says, "You have an unction, an unction, I like to say it this way, an unction to function." Glory to God. And how about that word unction? Maybe you want to look that up. You got an unction there, young lady? You got an unction to function. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this word unction that is found in 1 John 2 and 20, here's part of the definition of this. A smearing, like when they anointed with oil, a smearing, a special endowment. Have, ever heard of universities that have endowments? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ever heard of Harvard? Well, their endowment is only about three hundred billion million that they just got in the bank. Now, could we do anything with $300 million? Don't be surprised. Again, there's a lot of, ch- lot of changes in the financial world. I really can't get into that. I mean, I may like to, but I really don't have time to get into it right now. But the market in the United States of America has been tanking for three weeks. And some of them are getting decimated. Decimated. But it's all right. I would say that's all part of God's plan and purpose. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. It's just that simple. That's what he says. All right, what was I doing? Well, we talking about smearing in a special endowment of the Holy Spirit. A special endowment of the Holy Spirit is what that unction has to do with. Okay, so now let me go back to the real verse itself. 220. You have an unction from the Holy One and ye know all things. Well, I don't feel like I know all things. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe I don't. But what does this word say? Ye have an unction from the Holy One and ye know all things. That's what God's desire is for you and I. We have to apply ourselves. We have to apply ourselves. It, it will come to pass. It can come to pass in our lives. Okay, let's move down to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If it says 1 Corinthians, I'm assuming of necessity there must be a second. But we're only going to the first one. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 16. okay, in a handout for 1 Corinthians 2.16 it says, we have the mind of Christ. Intellect, thought, and understanding. You and I have thoughts, don't we? You suppose Jesus had thoughts? Absolutely. Jesus would mm, know people's thoughts, know what they were thinking, Okay, first Corinthians two sixteen, we'll look at the verse. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, let's take a look at that word mind. The strong says it's the intellect the mind, thought, the feeling, and understanding. We have the mind of Christ. We have to choose to accept the mind of Christ. We may be thinking in our mind about some things that are well, not really on this page and many other pages. Well, we have given space, the thought, to that area around whatever it was. But the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. That's something else Jesus provided for us. Okay, moving right along. Let's look to, look at Proverbs chapter ten, verse four. <clears throat> On the handout. Proverbs 10.4, it says, The hand of the diligent does what? Makes rich. Accumulate and grow. And we were just talking about, just brought up the mention of uh, Harvard's endowment. what it thing? Well, the, this part here says, Accumulate and grow. God wants you and I to accumulate and grow. That's his plan and purpose for us. All right, let's read the verse, Proverbs 10, 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. So we have to be diligent in our financial affairs. We have to be diligent with our tithes. Now, we, when we have new young people coming in on, which we have been having, which is good, they may not necessarily understand tithing. Some may not even know what it is. There may be others that they've heard it and they know what it is, but I certainly can't afford to tithe, is what they may be thinking. Oh, we can understand that. We were probably all there once. I was very fortunate when I got born again. I was very fortunate in one way, and in some other areas, not so unfortunate. I was in a, definitely a Bible-believing church, no question about it. And they had healings and miracles and all kinds of stuff. And fortunately for me, they actually had a Bible school in that church. So I was only born again for probably like five months. And, and, and they had a Bible school I mean different people could go to it and, and some would drop out or whatever the case would be but the Bible school was actually three years long and I went to that Bible school for three years and learned a lot learned a lot alright why why'd you get on that couldn't tell you right now but, <clears throat> I've been, I've been. but th- there you go the hand of the diligent makes rich now this is in the word we're reading the word of God right So this is just a hearsay, a novel somebody's writing. All right, so let's look at a couple of these words. (laughs) He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. Let's see what the word slack says. Treachery, deceit, slothful. That has to do with a slack hand. That doesn't sound like a good thing, does it? No, No. it's giving us instruction. <clears throat> he'd become poorly dealing with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Diligent. It's interesting, the, defi- the words that are used for the definition of this diligent have more to do like with sharp tools and sharp teeth. Incisive and stuff. <clears throat> uh, the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Well does this get anything to do with money? Well let's see. Uh, maketh rich, 62:38 to accumulate, to grow, to make rich. So that's pretty clear, is it not? To accumulate. Any idea what accumulate is? It's putting things together, having increase and all, as opposed to lack. Again, God's purpose and plan for us. It says accumulate and grow. And now let's look at one more. Romans chapter 8. It's on your sheet. Yes. Speak right up, young lady. Smearing. Slack. Oh. Which, which line are you talking about on the notes? The slack hand. What's that? The definition for slack. slack yeah, but which line on your notes, what point are we on that you're asking the question from? Proverbs 10.4. Okay, very good. All right, give me a second here. And he becomes uh, shut. Oh. <laughs> creepers, creepers. Get out of here! Hey. Hey. That's a slack hand right there. So. Okay, he becomes poor that dealeth with a slack hand. Okay, I see what you You want this word slack. It said deceit, slack, and slothful. What was the first one? Deceit. Yeah. Now, these two ladies might have to get, anybody got any gold stars with them tonight we could put on their forehead because they're asking questions? <laughs> always ask questions if you've got questions. Well, uh, the pastor might not like it or the preacher might not like it. Who cares? You've got a question, ask it. Now, you may have to wait if somebody's exactly in a flow or whatever and they haven't made opportunity for questions. I've made opportunities a couple times already. But then you could always go up afterwards the service is over and ask them, well, can you explain this or that or something or whatever? All right. 8.11 uh, is where we're going now, correct? Uh, Romans chapter 8. And verse 11. Romans chapter 8.11. <clears throat> uh, the brief notes on a handout says, To quicken, to make alive, by the Holy Spirit, living in you. Romans eight eleven, For if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you now does that spirit dwell in anybody in here? Yes. Everybody in here I would say. Mm-hmm. Rose Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you, that is the word of the Lord. That is a promise to you and I. The question is, well, might what might we do with that? Oh. That one's all right. That's how right. I got set for All right, thank you very much. Did your job? One thing, we got one winner out of it anyhow. So okay. Quicken your mortal bodies. Quickens attack software, isn't it? But besides that point, uh, <clears throat> the word quicken there is to revitalize. Literally and figuratively. To make alive, to give life. Amen. That's what it's talking about. By the Holy Spirit living in you. The Holy Ghost is in you, is he not? Yes. Absolutely, We may not recognize it some morning, some night, some days, whatever it is. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. He never going to leave you nor forsake you. You, I don't believe any, this fits anybody in here. But an individual could decide, well, I'm out of here. I've had enough of this preaching junk. Well, okay. So much for today. We'll continue to pray for it and believe that changes. But the greater one is innocent. He's not going anywhere. He's the standby, the one called alongside to help. So, I hope you've got something out of the hand, handouts. And again, I would have to say that you would probably be better off to look at him again sometime on your own time. But I, I really can't be up to midnight to are Nobody has to step five minutes later i mean the point is it's a resource for you to look at and you will be surprised that the holy spirit will bring a thought to you that you wasn't thinking but it exactly fits along with what you was ever looking at and reading at that point or the scripture you was looking at that's what he does he quickens he makes alive